We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get your popcorn ready podcast with your host, Hatch, and my boy. This is your boy, T.O. We right here. We back. Season two. We bizzack. We've been on gone for a little bit, right? We was... Doing, a little hiatus, a little, a little hiatus. hiatus, right? T was out there working out, as you guys can all see on social media out there. He was doing his jumping jacks and his curls, whatever yeah. he was doing in his driveway. I've been right, just getting my mind right, you know, trying to meditate for this day because nah, I know I, I got to deal with this dude. I've been getting my popcorn ready because. Oh, that's what you've been. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Season two is about I to be hot. I see what you did right there. We on Fubo Sports Network. We on the hottest thing right now. Fubo so I, TV. That's, that's, right. that's what we're doing. Oh, hey, that's what we're doing then, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out. That's how we do it here. So again, it's gonna be the same stuff, right? Sports and entertainment coming to you, right? Just keeping it light, having fun with it, talking to our guests. Seeing what we go do next. Two charismatic guys, him, myself, let me tell you, when we talk to our guests, sometimes we're gonna get into conversations, and sometimes you guys are gonna think it, and we probably gonna say it. That's right, coming up next with our next guest, Brendan Schaub, right? Ex UFC fighter, turned comedian, podcaster, overall entertainer. Just like us, T. Just like me, not us. Us. No, me. Us. Me. Us. Not us. Cut. My man. What's up? Good, my guy. Good to see you, fam. Have me. Big as your truck. Nah. <laughs> Trying to keep up with you, man. Yes, yeah, sir. No, you bigger than him. Ah, and you're tough. Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host, Hatch, with my boy. T.O., I'm in the building. Your other host, hey, second season. Let's go back in the building, ladies and gentlemen. And today, we have Brendan Schaub in the building, ladies and gentlemen. In Welcome. the building. Where's Thank my you. popcorn, man? You, uh, you know what? What's we're up? About, we're about I came for the ready. popcorn. So, it depends on what you bring to the table. All right. So right you, now, it, it doesn't get popping right off. Okay. You know what I mean? I was expecting popping. You know what? That's a good point, though. And now that we have a new show, it's really not our fault. It's the people whose new show, it's their fault. Right, because so they, they should have the popcorn. They should have the popcorn. They should have the popcorn. Yeah, you might Snack on a little popcorn right there. Right? Exactly. So again, right? Talk Former UFC guy, yep. put him in a headlock or something, tell him you want your popcorn. Just point to the guy. You hey, don't I mean? you, somebody of your status, <laughs> you should have a writer, so you should have requested. You know what I mean? Popcorn. I did say uh, only pink Starburst, so we'll see. <laughs> I mean, there are some divas out there. There's some divas. And you're one of them. But no. this is not all about us. This is not so, about us. This is about yeah. you. Uh, I want to know, I mean, obviously UFC, it has 
you know, Dana White has established this whole big conglomerate of a, of a show with yeah. fighting, MMA. Uh, there's a lot of it. What makes, do you have to be a little bit twisted <laughs> to do UFC, MMA? I mean, there's bare, bare knuckle fighting. Yeah, that's I insane. Mean, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> even with what you've done, that, we I call like that insane. That's what insane. you've done. Yeah. You know, some people may look at us and the way we play True. football, they may say that's insane. But what you guys do, I have a profound type of respect because you got to have a different type of mentality to go in there because it's like almost like kill to be killed, to be to, to be honest. Yes and no. I, I do think, you know, with mixed martial arts, especially in the UFC, it's not like those guys are there. Some are, but a lot of guys aren't there because that's what they want to do. You know, mm. like I didn't want to fight grown men in steel cage in my underwear. I wanted mm. to play in the NFL. I wanted to be T.O. Right. right but right. they, I got the training camp, like we're all set on slow white guys. So I was like, <laughs> oh, damn. All right. So, then, so you wanted to be a receiver? I want to be an H, I was an H back in college. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the coolie I, I vibe. Can, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Klein saucer. Yeah, what's Klein up, saucer. dog? Yeah, but then I felt like we're cool, dude. Uh, beat, beat it. So, but you look like a line. He looked like a linebacker, though. Yeah. 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 yeah maybe. You yeah. know. Now. <laughs> now. Yeah. Like, like, I could see him like almost like a, a Brian Brian Erlacher. Oh yeah. You, know, yeah. you have the size yeah. like. Talk that. to the Bears, dog. You got there the connections. <laughs> but it just you know. So the goal was football, but then my advantage over a lot of those. MMA guys, why I progressed really fast was I, was I had that athletic background in football mm -hmm. and brought that over to mixed martial arts. Mm -hmm. So I, I advanced super fast because mm -hmm. a lot of those guys aren't great athletes. They're mm -hmm. just, they're tough and they're fighters. Right. But I would think that it would be to their advantage. Yeah, you're athletic, you have the size, but those guys, they have quickness. They have really kind of the experience. They don't have, they don't have TO quickness or hatch quickness. Like right. there's, there's, a, there's a difference. Absolutely. Like, like, like if Cause you I was way quicker than T, just so you know, but go ahead. Should we bring up stats? I don't want to do no, this. No, 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 okay, we don't, I don't, don't, don't Do we have combine stats? <laughs> oh, his probably was better I than I, Now your boy ran a 4.68 here at Oh, that's what T ran. That, he was about like a 4.68? I ran like a 4.63 at the combine. Yeah. But you guys were that saying. trend, like that, that did, right. but I got better. You could have been T.O. You, you guys are the same, dude. You You're the same guy. You're the same guy. You're in your face, Buffalo Bills. Um... But yeah, so it's like when you, like the term athlete is different, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, when you look at John Jones, who's the, who's the pound for pound king, if you put him through the combine, he'll probably run a smooth 5-1 in the 40-yard dash. You know, he'll probably have a 30-inch vertical. But if you took a guy like T.O., you take, you know, these monsters from the NFL and put them in the octagon, they're not going to shine. Right. It's just a different level of kind of skill set. Wait, wait a minute. There's a couple of football guys that... that Greg Hardy? Greg, Greg Hardy. Hardy. Like... Like Which the animal on the football field. Right. That didn't surprise me that he got into the ring because they said he was a little cuckoo anyway. Yeah. And so like, he didn't do bad. I don't know what his situation is now. So, so the, the thing is, like, and the same thing happened to me. It's like when you have those, like in Greg Hardy's, uh, I don't know his numbers, but he played in the NFL longer than I did. But he, you know, athletically, he's a monster. Mm -hmm. So you get to the UFC and you're going to get to a certain level off your athleticism. And you know how to punch. You get with the right camp. You're gonna blow past like those, just kind of those, 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 those medium, you know, medium, you know, what I'm talking, you know them, them, them dudes. So, mm -hmm. but you're gonna get to a level where you're gonna get to the vets, the real, real veteran fighters, where they've seen a big athletic guy, they've right. seen a, you know a power right hand, and they know how to take yeah, yeah, the skill set and experience, skill and, and they play. take over. So I was almost like a cheat code, like mm -hmm. I like I trained for two years. And then I was on the Ultimate Fighter, made it to the season finale, biggest season ever, not a big deal. And then you, and then in the next four years, I was, I was ranked in the top ten in the world in the heavyweight mm -hmm. division. But I was a cheat code. 
because I was like the first real athlete and like I advanced really fast, but it's, it's a, it's a curse because mm -hmm. I didn't learn the proper skills, the experience. Right. So right. The foundation. I'm fighting O'Gara in Brazil, making $16,000 and he's had a hundred fights. And you know, I was like, I'm gonna smoke this guy. I'm so much more athletic. Experience. Oh, dude, he knocked dude. me out. This, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let, let me ask. Like I said, we like to get into like the details of how you become successful, right? So the four years you were at the University of Colorado mm -hmm. playing football, what are those three or four things you learned there to help you succeed in the UFC? Um, I, man, that's a good question. I think those were the most important years because. You know, I don't get it twisted. I was good in the UFC. I was in a Conor McGregor or anything like that. My su success came after mm -hmm. when I retired in entertainment, stand-up, mm -hmm. podcasting. But with playing college football, and you guys know this, especially playing at a major Division One college at University of Colorado. So as a walk-on, it's you know you start from the bottom, man. Mm -hmm. And I just yeah. realized my hard work would get me places. Yep. So. I I'm, probably wasn't the most talented, but my hard, I outworked everybody. Yep. So that kind of was ingrained in me. So I brought that to, to when I was in the UFC. And then when I got done with the UFC, I brought that into entertainment. So I just outwork everybody. Yep. I might not be the most talented. I, you know, I'm not Kevin Hart and stand up pretty damn good, right. but I'll just outwork those guys. Right. So now stepping into the ring, stepping into UFC. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I can imagine, like, there has to be a lot of anxiety. So the worst. What, what was mm -hmm. the, the, the training period, the time period that you, it took for you to be ready to jump into the, into the ring? I was never ready. I was never ready. I was always terrified to do it. Mm. It wasn't natural to me. 
you know, I like to say, think it's a sign of intelligence. When I was back, I was like, man, this can't be the way I, I make a living, man. Like, I, I got a double major. Like, I can do so much other stuff, man. Like, mm -hmm. I'm fighting this dude who's a monster, man. Like, what am I doing? I'm in Brazil. So make, take it. So take like I, I'm trying to think like because it's all. My and boy. hold up, when I tell you I was scared, anybody you watch on TV, they're just they won't admit it. Yeah, I've been back there in the locker room, toughest guys you know, Absolutely. crying, don't want to go out. Like, it's a beast, man. Yeah. Really? You know, NFL, you, you know NFL too, there's guys that get nervous. They see them, they, even if they scored or they had a great game, that doesn't mean they were not nervous before they Everyone game. deals with it different. Yeah. Like, but, but fighting, it's but like, you know, playing. In, I played in three Big 12 championships, played in big bowl games. I'm nervous, but I'm not scared for my life. Or, like, mm. if you get knocked out in a main event on a pay-per-view, you get knocked out in your underwear, like, it's embarrassing, dog. Yeah. And you get half your pay. So put it in context, like, okay, your first football game yeah. and your first UFC. Mm. It, it's got to be nerve-wracking. What is the difference? Like, give us a kind of a, a, a way of what it feels like to play your first college game and then going into the ring fighting your first fight, like which is more nerve-wracking. And, and your first night on stage as a comedian. Sure, yeah, only, the, the only one that was like terrifying that I was like, I didn't want to do was fighting. Just cause, you know, it's really? like- Really, but that's what you wanted to do though. So how- You know you what, I, I, ran, I, I was out of options, Oteo. Like at the time, mm. I got cut from the NFL, I didn't know what mm -hmm. to do, and then okay. to stay in shape in college, I'd do jujitsu, and I had like a knack for it. So I was like, all right, I'll just keep doing this. And then I was training with another dude who was trying to get the UFC, and he signed me up for Golden Gloves boxing. And I was like, I don't want to do that, man. He's like, just do it. And my dad was like, what are you doing, man? You mm -hmm. have a major, you have a double degree, you're a smart dude, you don't need to fight. So I was like, all right, dad, come to Golden Gloves. Mm -hmm. It's a tournament in Commerce City. If I win, you got to support me. If I lose, I'll do whatever you want. I'll sell supplements, whatever you want to do. He's like, all right, cool. Mm. He comes, I win the tournament by all knockouts. I go eight no. I beat wow. the army vet who's like 44 no. I knock him out. My dad's like, damn, maybe he can do this. Right, yeah. So then, long story short, I was terrified to fight, man. Terrified. Because mm. the, the goal of the game is to endure pain and give pain. So right. you know you're going to get hurt. Mm. So like, I had fights in the UFC where I'd knock a guy out in like 50 seconds or a minute. I just remember getting back to the locker room and like, Hands and knees praying, like, thank you. Thank you that I I'm didn't not get hurt, hurt. man. Right. Wow. So that's, that's gratifying. It's almost like just going through a football game and then you don't get injured yeah. or just a career and you don't have a lot of injuries. Not many guys are able to, yeah. to do and, or say that. And then my, my thing is, I was always like two steps ahead. Like, my biggest fight ever was against Mirko Krokop, who was former world champion, number one in the world. He was like terrifying. And I fought him in New Jersey. And I knocked him out in the third round. It was like KO of the night fight. It was like one of the fights of the year. It was like, but he shattered my nose. I still have issues with my eye from him. He elbowed me in the eye, shattered my nose. Like bloodiest fight ever. I knocked him out, bad knockout. And then we're in the back in the locker room. And I was just like, man, and my face hurt so bad. Mm -hmm. I was in so much pain. And I should have been happy that I just had knocked out this legend, man. He mm -hmm. was like my hero growing so up. So you're probably in there like, what am I doing? I just looked at him. I went, what are we? And I won. And I was like, what yeah. are we doing, bro? Why are we doing this? Look at you. Right. And I won. Look at me. And he was like, this is life. And I was like, nah, man, that is your life. I remember, yeah. like, from then on, like, and I had a bunch of fights after that, but from then on, just the switch went off and I was like, you got to find an exit strategy, my man. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no longevity to this. Right, like, right. I'm sure, like, if you're a UFC fan, you see the Conor McGregor's and the Ronda Rousey's and Brock Lesnar's and John right. Jones. That is the exception, man. It's like the mm -hmm. NFL. Right. Yep. It's like you see the TOs or you see, but do you know how many guys don't make it every, like the average career is three and a half years. Yeah. And they yep. dedicate their entire lives to it. Absolutely. So I knew coming from football how cutthroat it was. The UFC is just as cutthroat. 
I'm like, well, I'm no John Jones, man. I'm good, but I know like this is an up and down game. Right, right. Like this isn't the life for me. Message. So you saw <laughs> that there was a ceiling. There was a ceiling for. I just knew, yeah. like you know, you keep playing this game, you end up with CT. Right, right. You end yeah. up with no money. You are yeah. and you are a realist. Yeah. To understand, yeah. okay, I can only do this so long and endure so much. But I was fortunate because <clears throat> at the time. I was fighting, I moved to LA. My first friend I made was Brian Callen, who's a comedian. Mm. And he was like, uh, man, I love fighting. Why don't you come on my, and this is 10 years ago. He's like, why don't you come on my podcast? Like, what the hell's a podcast? He's <laughs> right. like, we, we sit down in my, in my garage, man, and we just talk. I'm like, that sounds hella lame. <laughs> right, right, He's like, right, no, right. just come. So I come, I don't know him at all. I come, we have this weird, like, dynamic. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, man, you'd be interested in doing this once a week? And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to talk about fighting, man. I don't really right. like fighting. Like, let me just, I like fashion and shoes and comedy. And, like, let me, if I can expand on what, I want, what I'm into, I'm mm -hmm. down to do it. Mm -hmm. So he's like, all right, let's do it. Mm -hmm. So we started to do that. And remember, this is 10 years ago before everyone and their stepmom had a podcast. Right. So we were one of the pioneers in the, in, in the game. So then that thing started getting traction. Right. So, and, and so like, it's kind of different that you two are doing stand-up comedy together too, right? Two guys on stage, like that's different. So you guys kind of beginning that. That was like well. my training wheels because you know stand-up, you know they say it takes ten years to get good at, but I had the advantage, kind of like training wheels, because the Fire and the Kid was a comedy podcast and it became so large we we're able to do shows together. So mm -hmm. Brian would go, "We're just doing a live podcast." And I was like, oh, we just go on stage and talk? He's like, no, we're going to give him performance. He was like, right. but this is what I want you to do, because he didn't want to scare me from stand-up. He's like, every show, you go out and just tell a 10-minute story, man. I was like, that's it? He's like, just a 10-minute story. Right. I was yeah. like, oh, that's easy. I'll talk all day. Right. So I go out there, and I didn't realize that was stand-up. So I'm going out there making him laugh, doing 10 minutes, but to me, yeah. it's just a story. And then a year later, we're doing all those shows. We're doing the Vic Theater. 1,400 people sold out, oh, wow. three shows. Okay. And I go out and go, oh man, I'm trying to work on my story. What do you think my story? And he starts laughing. He goes, oh bro, you think you're telling stories? I'm like, yeah. He's like, no, you're doing stand-up, Bubba. <laughs> and I was like, oh this shit. This whole time. Yeah, then I got nervous. I'm like, oh damn. Right. Because the label that you put on He messed it up. He messed you. it up. Yeah. He messed it up. And then we did a live firing the kid at the comedy store right down the street here. We did one. And then two weeks after that, the booker, uh, Emily reached out. She texted me and she goes, hey, interested in doing a set next Wednesday. And I was like, oh, let me talk to Brian. I'll see what's up. She's like, no, dummy. Just right. you By doing yourself. a yeah. six-minute set in the yeah. belly room. I was like, what? Yeah. That's like wow. never playing football than having your first game at Lambeau Field. Yeah. Like, I right. was like, what? Going from high school yeah. to pro. Yeah, it was yeah. nuts. Real quick. So I went there, did my first set. Probably ate you know, probably didn't go well because right. your first set, but it just put this fire underneath me. I was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to do this. This is what I want to do. So this is That's how awesome. the podcast, the fighter and the in the kid. Yep. Was That's established. Awesome. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. Because, again, like I said, we're we're trying to, of course, I guess, compare it to a sport. Right? right. But the to the comedian portion. Right. You've never done it before. Mm -mm. So you're thinking, oh, I'm a badass, Right. I'm big. I'm strong. But it ain't got right. nothing to do with it. Right. Matter you of fact, know what it, I'm saying? Because it's fact, all it, mental it from me. here. Because it hurts me because when I go on stage, I look like the dude that bullied you in high school. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Like, you're right. that guy. Comedians don't look like me. Right. right. Like, exactly. you know, you're five foot four I don't think five, are, six. I don't recall or know any <laughs> comedians that look the like The only guy who looked like is similar is Joe Rogan. And that's, you know, that's like my brother. Right. Man, yeah, he's, he's a comedian. He's shorter, though. <laughs> he's 5'7". I don't think... Is yeah, he, he's a, is he, oh, yeah, he's one of the biggest headline comedians he's in the world. Right? I don't really know him. I know, I know Brendan. I don't know, I don't know Joe. Yeah. Thank him for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know. 
but yeah, so to, so for me, it's like my my stand up routine became self deprecating. So I, I take that out of the room. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I look like a meathead. I know I got tattoos and all this. So I, I get rid of that from the jump. Right? That's something he will never do. He will never dress so himself like that, ever. So he has nothing, I he has no make, idea what I you're talking about right now, but go ahead. need be, but yeah. I'm not a comedian. I'm not going to try to be a comedian. Yeah, there's no reason for like, Yeah, you're definitely not a comedian. I'm pretty funny. I'm pretty funny. No, he's funny looking. That's a difference. Hey, comedians are funny looking too. So, hey, I'm winning. difference. I'm winning. You got to have originality. You got to have content. You got to have stage presence. You got to work, man. And you got to have You got to have the talking dummy to your right, too. You got to have looks you know yeah I mean? man <laughs> looks don't really go your way you better have some jokes. yeah you better be funny yeah <laughs> who who did anybody ever write with you like write for you like write some jokes for no, you no you do your own so you no. do your own content that's, that's yeah cool. that's a big deal in the comedian world right, right? exactly because uh, a lot of because i've heard a lot of guys like because we know a lot of comedians yeah. jamie Foxx, guy Torres, joe kevin Bill, Hart, Bell, Cat, kevin, all, all those guys you listen they might have like kevin admits he has help but you got to realize kevin's put in the work like he has years. so much for sure, so, so yeah. many years where he wrote all his material and he's such a monster and he's at a point now where he's moving on a different level yeah. where he, for him to stop down and write a new, whole new hour no. it's tough so he has help in that sense but no anyone who's at my level who has people helping them write this ain't for you man right yeah you know? now, not yeah. to leave out any of the women's like lonnie love yeah. uh cheryl Underwood. tiffany haddish yeah, um, some love yeah we sure. got to get tiffany haddish on this show. yeah she's great she would look good right there in this she seat, would, right? better than me better than me man so wait. thirsty i can't wait thirsty. yeah give me i'm thirsty yep. thirsty yeah, isn't her man common <laughs> Is that the thing? I think I that's know. her man, Common. I don't know. Yeah. Do you take? Do you, do you pay attention to what's on like oh, yeah. Instagram I, and I, Twitter? Because not, not Instagram. Like I don't pay too much attention. I post and I get out. Okay. It's smart. It's smart. a weird world, man. So yes, I don't yeah. want to influence yeah. the way I think. So I post. I get out. I don't see anything. Mm -hmm. But as a podcaster, it's like you know, it's a comedy podcast. But we talk current events. Like it's my job to be familiar with everything going on. Yep. Yeah. Let's let's switch gears for, for a minute. You were just uh, involved in saving some lives. Yeah. And I know, I guess, you know, that can be impromptu. You got to be quick on your toes. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Was that terrifying to really experience that? For our viewers, kind of, can you share a little bit of what happened? Mm -hmm. uh, I know this was recently. I think somebody, it was a fatal. Yeah, uh, a lady passed away, yeah. yeah I think, that, was it the mom? The mom the did, mom yeah. The mom died, too. Yep, mm -hmm. yep. Four mm -hmm. kids in the back. The, right. the Long story short, the dad, the crazy dad was trying to commit suicide, kill the family, and ran mm -hmm. into a, a big rig. I just happened to be going by right when he ran into the big rig, and I see kids and a kid flagging, you know, people down for help. So I helped and broke a window, got the kids out of the car, and then got them mm -hmm. in safe hands, and then dipped out. 
So, yeah. Real life hero, man. Right, because I'm, I'm guess I, I would like to awesome. assume you two would do the same. You know what no, I'm no, saying? No, no, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, so just to, I mean, Lusa, I, I mean, the, I see I, the term hero. Like it's like you guys would have done the same shit. Like I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like the moment. It, it's weird that people. Or like, shy away from that moment in real life. No, right? I, I expect you. people to shy away because there's a lot of bitches out there. But I think it's like to get like you know like TMZ and like New York Post and like all these outlets picking it up. It's like I don't know. Like I would. I don't know why it's news. Mm. Like who the hell's not going to stop for kids and help mm. them? Right. You know right. what I'm saying? That's real. I mean, I, I mean, reading some of the things online, like. You know, I can't imagine. Like, I think you saw the 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 the, the mom. Like, yeah, I saw the was... mom passed away, and so I had to my because I have two kids, right? So, right. Um, thank God my kids weren't with me, and I got the three year old out, and he was going, "Mom, mom," and I just grabbed his face because I was like, "Where's the mom?" And I so she wouldn't say anything, and I looked and just you know mm-hmm. saw you that knew, she... you knew she was dead. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah, brain man. matter everywhere, man. Yeah, that's, that's intense. Yeah, so I grabbed the kid. I go, no, no, look at me, buddy. And like, just start mm-hmm. like talking to him about stuff, you know, because I have kids, so I can relate. Just so he wouldn't mm-hmm. see his mom. And I grabbed. A, I saw a lady. I'm like, these kids. Take, she goes, what can I do? I go, I want you to take these kids and go that way. Mm-hmm. She goes, no, let's go this way. I go, no, no, no. go that way because their mom's there. I don't want them to see their mom. Absolutely. They see their mom, they're screwed for life. Right. Then yeah. I took a bite and you just covered the mom. So what what was your night going home that night with your kids? Like, how was that for you? Uh, I was supposed to be, actually, I was supposed to be on the road this weekend. Was supposed to do shows that weekend, and I shut everything down. I slept in my son's room. and right, just yeah, to, oh, that's great. Yeah. reality, like, be closer oh, to your immediate yeah, family, nuts. like, right now. But yeah, that's, I mean, for me, I'm just thinking about this. Like, he's going about his every day, you know, mm-hmm. this normal every day, and then come across this. Life's and then, changed, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's admirable. And obviously, like I said, thank God that... Like I said, you were there, you know what I mean, to, to be in that situation mm-hmm. and, and come to the rescue. That's, yeah. That's heavy shit. Yeah. That's, for you personally, right, again, being the, the big guy and, you know, your age now, like, if somebody else were in that situation, let's say, right, somebody who couldn't handle it physically, right? Yes. But you could handle it physically, mentally you're there. Would you, do you handle things differently now at this age than you did 10, 15 years ago when you were like chasing different types of dreams and this is a different type of dream now in entertainment? Do you handle things differently right now? Yeah, that's a good question. I think because uh, there was gas everywhere, like there was gas, because the big rig where it hit it, it hit the gas tank. So there was like gas, as thick as this room, just flooding. I've seen enough movies where I'm like, damn, if there's a spark, we're all screwed. Right. I just remember thinking like, God, I can't go out like this, man. I got two kids. Mm-hmm. I have so much knowledge to put in these kids, so much love, man. Right, right. So I just, I guess I move different in the sense where I can't die. Now, before, before I had kids, it was whatever, man. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want to die, but it's not right, the end right. of the world. Right. But now I have kids, it's like, bro, you owe it to them, man, to stay alive. So I move different like that. Like I don't drive as crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my touring schedule's different. I won't do like back-to-back weeks because I don't want to miss time with my kids. So awesome. yeah, yeah just, just being a good dad. So what's so like your sanctuary now like that? I, I used to have a, a chip, and I'm sure you did too. I know you did coming from, you know, I had a chip Pringles, this high man, mm-hmm. coming out of college, mm-hmm. right. getting cut in the NFL, mm-hmm. then getting to the UFC, out of chip for this fucking high man. So for me, um, it was I was fueled by rage. And you, if you go back and listen to my old podcast, you, there was a rage there that's so intense that fueled my success. 
uh, I had like this animosity towards Dana White and the UFC and mm. I acted like it was their problem and it's not, man. It, wow. it, it, it was a Brendan problem. It's not really? a UFC problem. It's not an NFL problem. Mm. It was a Brendan problem. So I think as I got older, I realized that and the, the chip will never leave. But Absolutely. I realized just getting older, like I have no issues with the UFC or Dana White. I work with all the UFC guys now. The mm-hmm. staff at the UFC, we're good. Right. If Dana called me today, I was like, hey, man, I need this favor. Whatever you want, Doug. Like, right, whatever right. you need, man. Awesome, so awesome. I was fueled by just complete rage for a long time, man. But now I'm going to spot my life where it's all about my kids. Like, you know, I did jiu-jitsu for 14 years. And when I was fighting, my jiu-jitsu coach, Jamal Easton and Henry Gracie, like, famous jiu-jitsu guys, were like, man, when I retired, like, bro, you need your black belt. Come back, you're a black belt. Come back and get it. And I was like, I'm in stand-up, dog. I don't give right. a fuck. Ain't tripping on I, that. I, I needed that years ago, man. Right. I'm straight. Right. So do you think a lot of guys... But the point of that black belt was my son, who's five, started jiu-jitsu up the street. So we go there. It's his first day of class. I'm putting his belt on. And he goes, Dad, look, look at the instructors, man. They're all black belts. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Right. He goes, you, you think they could beat you up? I'm like, me? He's like, yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> Dad, no, no. no. And then my, my thing is never to lie to him. I always give him the truth. Right. I talk to him like an adult. Right. Hey, you're a black belt? And I go, I mean, technically, really, yeah. Not. But he right. goes, oh, show me the black belt at home. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't have it at right, home, right, but right. If you, we'll call my coach right now, dog. Right, I'll call right, him up right, right now, right. he'll tell you. So then we got in that car that night, and I was like, hey, Tiger, because his name's Tiger. I go, Tiger, be quiet. I call mm-hmm. up my coach. He's like, Brandon, what's up? Good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, hey, bro, you said I can come back in my black belt? He's like, it's on my desk waiting for you. I'm like, I'll be there Friday. It's in mm-hmm. Denver. I was like, I'm booking a flight right now. I'm bringing my son. I'll be there Friday. And that was just to show my son, like, yeah, your dad's a black belt, dude. Right. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah. So this is what I, this is what I want to put together, right? Since you look like you can whoop some behind, yeah. right? So all these celebrity fights, right? We got Ty Woodley and Jake Paul yep. right, in a couple weeks. So that's the new thing. So I want to put you in the ring mm-hmm. versus this guy. I don't want And to. I want you to punch no, I, him in the face. And, no, I, and this is for everybody Real, here. real hard. Here, here's the thing. If you ever see me doing the, and easy on the term celebrity, if you ever see me like fighting Nick Lachey or some shit like that, business is not good. Right, like, right, Nobody's right, doing right, that right. who's doing well in life. First you know, Lamar all, Odom versus fucking like, Nick Carter. You already won, bro, because I'm not getting in the ring. Right. I'm not punching you. I'm a fan. I'm not punching. Y'all go, your fake fight, no, y'all. But if I sign on the dotted line to fight you, yeah, you're going to really, bro, it's, I already know the mentality. Like, yeah, you, it's, it's fight or flight. Those days are gone, man. Gone. I'm trying to tell He's some, a comedian but now. I'm, tr- I'm but trying to tell, tell, tell no, some I, jokes I, on stage. I, I want no problems, Right. Man. He's hypothetically no speaking, smoke. though. But if that were to happen, I'm already knowing. If we were to sign off on a fight, bro, I know you in that locker room. You're going to flip a switch, the, bro. The 26-year-old you is going to yeah, come it, out. You're going to flip yeah, a that switch. Animal might, yeah, it's the animal surprise, might. But he's in there somewhere. I, did, I, you, did you see Ocho Cinco? Did you see Chad? Yeah, I was there. I was there. Yeah, I was working that fight. And I remember when they told me who Chad is fighting, like, that's a bad idea. This dude he's fought bare, bare knuckles. knuckles. That's bare a dude. Knuckles. I bare knuckles. Bare knuckles. I'm like, he's fighting. That's a terrible Bro. idea. And then I and then I was like, Chad's gonna get knocked out. I put money in against him and shit. Right, right. And then he looked <laughs> good, exactly. man. Let right. me tell you something. Chad has been doing boxing and stuff For over years, the years just to kind yeah. of keep in shape. Yeah. Like two years ago, I went there and we trained and I went to the gym. He was doing the boxing. And so then obviously this celebrity stuff came about. Like it didn't surprise me that he would do it. So he already knew, like, to prepare for this fight. Like, I'm like, he had to obviously, you And know, he took it in, serious. As soon as I went into the locker room, the first thing that I told him, I said, yo, 
respect the sport. Yep. Like, don't go in. Like, I know Chad, yeah, he's silly. Don't, don't be not, silly. Like, no, don't, don't, be, don't be Nate Robinson. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Exactly. There like, you bro, go. don't go in there playing around. I know he's a showman. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you got to respect this sport. And he did. He yeah, looked exactly. damn good. Yeah, man. yeah. yeah he Trust definitely me. showed respect. Exactly, absolutely. Yeah, he looked good. Is there, are there any celebrity fights that you would like to see? <sighs> what do you think? No, what, what do you think? Should have happened with the the, the Floyd Mayweather and, and Mayweather the, and, and other Paul. The Paul. Brother. What's the other Paul? Is it Logan Paul? Logan, Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Yeah. What like, do you mean? How did you? How did you? What did you think was gonna happen with that fight? Obviously, they went the distance. I was There's disappointed. Weight. Uh, <laughs> I was so a weight difference. Obviously, There's a weight difference. Pounds, yeah. Height. But I think if I think if if uh, Floyd was his weight or Jake was down to. Uh, you would you would took him out. Yeah. Floyd's weight. This is my thing with that. It's like. Um, Going into it, I was like, you know, Logan's never won a boxing match. He's going against the pound-for-pound pound best ever. Right, right. And, like, Floyd's a, a, a technician, man. Like, he'll go to the body, get him out in the third round. Right. And then you work in the fight. I see Floyd warming up. And I remember I was with my crew. I go, damn, he looks 44 back there. Right. I see him on the mitts, like, right, in his elbow, right. like, stretching his elbow. Right, right. I Old stretches. I saw gray in his beard and shit. He had, like, the new balances in the corner. I'm like, oh, damn, he looks 44. Right. So, like, he might be in some trouble because Logan's young. Young. He's young. big. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I've worked with Floyd a number of times, and he's amazing, man. But Logan's an actual buddy. So... I went to the back with with Logan. I was like, "Bro, you just got to you just got to get not get knocked out, and you win, dog. <laughs> you right. win, like life. he's the best. So of it's all a time. win. So yeah. it's a win for him. It's a win-win, man. Absolutely, right, right, right. So Absolutely. after the fight, I went to Logan's locker room. I'm like, you won, dog. You won life. I mean, you won life. In, in the judges' eyes, you, if there was judges, you didn't win, but you right, won right. for you, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's a good yeah, way to I, look at. It I was disappointed. But Floyd looked forty four for the first time. Yeah. But also yeah. He was, for Floyd, yeah, Floyd was over there doing jumping jacks to warm up. Yeah, like, but yeah, for Floyd, old. like it's a it's a pay like who wouldn't do that? It's a pay. It's an easy hundred million against a YouTuber right. for something that you could probably do in your sleep. Yeah, yes. yeah. easy. Yeah, he, he wasn't gonna get knocked out. Floyd wasn't gonna get no, knocked out. no, not a chance. So he I mean, that was right. a potential. Like yeah, he for get, sure, that, big that's guy. That's anybody. You get in there and you get caught. For sure, get knocked out. Yeah, Floyd messed around, but he's been doing it since he was what like in diapers. Right, right, exactly. For Floyd, he said best is legal bank robbing. Like this was easy day. Right, right. Yeah. right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the shows you have on Showtime. You have the King and the Sting. Yep. Uh, you have the Fighter and the Kid. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Food, Food Truck, truck Diaries on Showtime, yeah. Below the Bell on Showtime. Yeah. This is how I know I work too much. Is <laughs> me and Floyd have? I mean, I've worked with when he fought Conor. I worked with him. Worked with him when he fought Logan Paul. And then we're in the restaurant, and his whole team's there in entrees. I'm just waiting to sit down and eat. And he goes, I know you. I go, oh, what's up, man? He goes, you that white boy works too much. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's me, dog. Yeah, I was like, that's, that's me, man. Right, yeah, right. I, I, I do too many podcasts. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, food, food trucks just a branch of below the belt on Showtime, and it's. You had Paul on there before. I had Logan Paul on there. I had, uh, I had Dylan Dennis on, and Jake Paul came by, and that's where the infamous he, he started throwing uh, toilet paper and eggs at him, and it was chaos, man. Chaos. Wow. Okay. But yeah, it's just a show with like top tier fighters and we have a good food truck and we eat and mm-hmm. I tell the fighters on there like I'm I'm not a journalist man so like I don't care about your next fight I don't right, I'm not right, breaking right, news right, right. like you not want CNN. If, if you're into fishing we can eat chicken fried sandwiches and talk about fishing for an hour I don't right, care right, man right, so right. it's just you a cool take vibe away from yeah what they actually I just want to have a conversation like a friend right, I don't care what you, you want to talk about your kids for an hour let's do it man yep. yeah so, so that's fun cool, cool. so you're loving the entertainment business part of it though yeah right? what's your goal what's your like your goals in that 
I mean, I started my own network, the Thick Boy Network, so all my yeah. shows are on there. Thick Boy, sh- so I, this, this with boy. the TV is yep. on your shirt? I I'm thought it was like boy. Tom Brady. Oh. No, hell no. Oh. I thought it was Tom Brady. Oh. No, I, I love Tom. I thought you was a Tommy fan. That's, that's no. what TB stands yeah, for on your shirt. Boy. Okay, yep. Thick Boy. Thick boy. And you got something on the back with it? It says too? Thick Boy. Okay. Thick Boy. I'm not okay. going to ask him what it stands for because I'm a dude. Right, well. Yeah. Oh, man. So, man, I mean, we appreciate you. You know, Thanks for coming out. This is easy work, man. Yeah, thank you guys. Good luck, man. Everybody, you check out his three podcasts. Food Truck Diaries, King and the Sting, King and the Sting, Theo Vaughn, and the Fighter yep. and the Kid. Yep, I'm on tour like nationwide, so come check yeah. me out. Stand up comedian, stand up yep. comedian, come check yep. him yep. out. And for you guys, stand up comedian, if you crack some jokes on you, or you can write some jokes. Send don't them to don't think about don't think about going on the stage and handling because Heckling? you can't handle the hecklers? jokes. Hecklers, yeah. yeah, it's rare I get hecklers. You, you, you ain't gonna you, get no hecklers. You know what the worst bro. thing is? You know, everyone has security. Security. Every, I, every joke, every stage I've ever got. Damn, I don't need to do security night, man. You got yeah, exactly. this. Exactly, yeah. You're like a one-man band. But I don't, though, yeah, man, but right. I don't. But I want security right. anyway. Yeah. The comedian and the security at yeah, the same man. time. It's your boy, Brendan Shaw. We just want to tell him, right? Appreciate you. Thank you for coming on the Absolutely. show, right? I know you're taking the time to come all the way out here and hang out with us, man. We appreciate Brendan for coming on today. Absolutely. I mean, I learned a lot from this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, learning a lot. Obviously, you know, football player, you know, uh, had his little stint with the NFL. Uh, kind of almost uh, kind of reminded me of The Rock a little bit, just not his the story. career. Yeah, yeah the story. But he's still on his way. He can still turn into The Rock one a- day. Exactly. You, never know. you know what I mean? So, yeah, just learning about that. And then I think, you know, just learning who he was as an individual and then Absolutely. understanding like the mindset of an athlete and just trying to transition. Yep. And like I said, he's kind of like us in a sense, trying to figure out what life is like after football. Yep. And again, he said it, right? His work ethic is what got him to the next level. So again, we talk a lot about that on the show. Again, we're always keeping it light, having fun. But again, we're trying to give some life lessons as well, right? Yeah. Right. Desire, dedication, determination, things yes, you talk yeah. about, mm-hmm. work ethic. Um, those things are what's going to make you successful in this life, in this business, in sports, of course, as well. Um, but again, thanks, Brendan Schaub, for coming out. Check him out on all social media handles, Twitter, Instagram. And again, check out his comedy shows coming up, podcasts, all that stuff. Yep, yep. I mean, I learned, like I said, just to, to hear his story and then just to see where he is now. He seems mm-hmm. at peace. Absolutely. And anytime we, we go through life, there's always, you know, that, that, that season, there's a reason, a season, and things happen for, you know, for us, you know, for a lifetime. Absolutely. And so, again, that, that's uh, very, very admirable of this guy, obviously, to kind of really know really where his ceiling was and understand, like, I can't do this. I just can't take this pounding forever. You ain't lying. I ain't mad at him. He, he, he switched uh, lanes and he's doing good. <laughs> and there you have it, our first show, Dundada. Peace. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. 
Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 